Section 6 of Aspects of Love, an Anthology. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. The Sonnets by William Shakespeare. One. From fairest creatures we desire increase, that thereby beauty's rose might never die. But as the riper should by time decease, his tender air might bear his memory. But thou, contracted to thine own bright eyes, feedest thy light's flame with self-substantial fuel, making a famine where abundance lies, thyself thy foe, to thy sweet self too cruel. Thou that art now the world's fresh ornament, and only herald to the gaudy spring, within thine own bud buriest thy content, and tender churl makest waste in niggarding. Pity the world, or else this glutton be, to eat the world's dew by the grave and thee. Two. When forty winters shall besiege thy brow, And dig deep trenches in thy beauty's field, Thy youth's proud livery, so gazed on thou, Will be a tattered weed of small worth held. Then being asked where all thy beauty lies, Where all the treasure of thy lusty days, to say within thine own deep sunken eyes were an all-eating shame and thriftless praise how much more praise deserved thy beauty's use if thou couldst answer this fair child of mine shall sum my count and make my old excuse proving his beauty by succession thine this were to be new-made when thou art old and see thy blood warm when thou feel'st it cold three look in thy glass and tell the face thou viewest now is the time that face should form another whose fresh repair if now thou not renewest thou dost beguile the world and bless some mother for where is she so fair whose uneared womb disdains the tillage of thy husbandry or who is he so fond will be the tomb of his self-love to stop posterity thou art thy mother's glass and she in thee calls back the lovely april of her prime so thou through windows of thine age shalt see despite of wrinkles this thy golden time but if thou live remembered not to be die single and thine image 
dies with thee. 4. Unthrifty loveliness, why dost thou spend upon thyself thy beauty's legacy? Nature's bequest gives nothing but doth lend, and being frank, she lends to those are free. Then, beauteous niggard, why dost thou abuse the bounteous largest given thee to give? Profitless usurer, why dost thou use so great a sum of sums yet canst not live? For having trafficked with thyself alone, thou of thyself thy sweet self dost deceive. Then how, when nature calls thee to be gone, what acceptable audit canst thou leave? Thy unused beauty must be tombed with thee, which used lives the executor to be. 5. Those hours that with gentle work did frame the lovely gaze where every eye doth dwell, will play the tyrants to the very same, and that unfair which fairly doth excel, for never-resting time leads summer on to hideous winter, and confounds him there. Sap checked with frost, and lusty leaves quite gone, beauty o'er-snowed, and bareness everywhere, then were not summer's distillation left, a liquid prisoner pent in walls of glass, beauty's effect with beauty were bereft, nor it, nor no remembrance what it was, but flowers distilled, though they with winter meet, lees but their show, their substance still lives sweet. Then let not winter's ragged hand deface In thee thy summer, ere thou be distilled. Make sweet some vile, treasure thou some place With beauty's treasure, ere it be self-killed. That use is not forbidden usury, Which happies those that pay the willing loan. That's for thyself to breed another thee, Or ten times happier be it ten for one, ten times thyself were happier than thou art, if ten of thine ten times refigured thee, then what could death do if thou shouldst depart, leaving thee living in posterity? Be not self-willed, for thou art much too fair to be death's conquest and make worms thine heir. 7. Lo, in the Orient, when the gracious light lifts up his burning head, each under eye doth homage to his new-appearing sight, serving with looks his sacred majesty, and having climbed the steep up heavenly hill, resembling strong youth in his middle age, yet mortal looks adore his beauty still, attending on his golden pilgrimage but when from highmost pitch with weary car like feeble age he reeleth from the day 
the eyes for duteous now converted are from his low tract and look another way so thou thyself outgoing in thy noon unlooked on diest unless thou get a son eight music to hear why hearest thou music sadly sweets with sweets war not joy delights in joy why lovest thou that which thou receivest not gladly or else receivest with pleasure thine annoy if the true concord of well-tuned sounds by unions married do offend thine ear they do but sweetly chide thee who confounds in singleness the parts that thou shouldst bear mark how one string sweet husband to another strikes each in each by mutual ordering resembling sire and child and happy mother who all in one one pleasing note do sing whose speechless song being many seeming one sings this to thee thou single wilt prove none nine is it for fear to wet a widow's eye that thou consumes thyself in single life ah if thou issueless shalt have to die the world will wail thee like a makeless wife the world will be thy widow and still weep that thou no form of thee hast left behind when every private widow well may keep by children's eyes her husband's shape in mind look what an unthrift in the world doth spend ships but his place for still the world enjoys it but beauty's waste hath in the world an end and kept unused the user so destroys it no love toward others in that bosom sits that on himself such murderous shame commits ten for shame deny that thou bearest love to any who for thyself art so unprovident grant if thou wilt thou art beloved of many but that thou none lovest is most evident for thou art so possessed with murderous hate that gainst thyself thou stick'st not to conspire seeking that beauteous roof to ruinate which to repair should be thy chief desire o change thy thought that i may change my mind shall hate be fairer lodged than gentle love be as thy presence is gracious and kind or to thyself at least kind-hearted prove make thee another self for love of me that beauty still may live in thine or thee eleven as fast as thou shalt wane so fast thou growest in one of thine from that which thou departest and that fresh blood which youngly thou bestowest thou mayst call thine when thou from youth convertest herein lives wisdom beauty and increase without this folly age and cold decay if all were minded so the time should cease and threescore years would make the world away 
let those whom beauty hath not made for store harsh featureless and rude barrenly perish look whom she best endowed she gave thee more which bounteous gift thou shouldst in bounty cherish she carved thee for her seal and meant thereby thou shouldst print more not let that copy die twelve when i do count the clock that tells the time and see the brave day sunk in hideous night when i behold the violet past prime and sable curls all silvered o'er with white when lofty trees i see barren of leaves which erst from heat did canopy the herd and summer's green all girded up in sheaves borne on the beard with white and bristly beard then of thy beauty do i question make that thou among the wastes of time must go since sweets and beauties do themselves forsake and die as fast as they see others grow and nothing gainst time's scythe can make defence save breed to brave him when he takes thee hence thirteen oh that you were yourself but love you are no longer yours than you yourself here live against this coming end you should prepare and your sweet semblance to some other give so should that beauty which you hold in lease find no determination then you were yourself again after yourself's decease when your sweet issue your sweet form should bear who lets so fair a house fall to decay which husbandry in honour might uphold against the stormy gusts of winter's day and barren rage of death's eternal cold hope none but unthrifts dear my love you know you had a father let your son say so fourteen not from the stars do i my judgment pluck and yet methinks i have astronomy but not to tell of good or evil luck of plagues of dearths or seasons quality nor can i fortune two brief minutes tell pointing to each his thunder rain and wind or say with princes if it shall go well by oft predict that i in heaven find but from thine eyes my knowledge i derive and constant stars in them i read such art as truth and beauty shall together thrive if from thyself to store thou wouldst convert or else of thee this i prognosticate thy end is truth's and beauty's doom and date fifteen when i consider everything that grows holds in perfection but a little moment that this huge stage presenteth naught but shows where on the stars in secret influence comment when i perceive that men as plants increase cheered and checked even by the self-same sky vaunt in their youthful sap at height decrease and wear their brave state out of memory when the conceit of this inconstant stay sets you most rich in youth before my sight 
where wasteful time debateth with decay, to change your day of youth to solid night, and all in war with time for love of you, as he takes from you, I engraft you new. 16. But wherefore do not you a mightier way make war upon this bloody tyrant time, and fortify yourself in your decay with means more blessed than my barren rhyme? Now stand you on the top of happy hours, and many maiden gardens yet unset, with virtuous wish would bear you living flowers, much liker than your painted counterfeit. So should the lines of life that life repair, which this time's pencil or my pupil pen, neither in inward worth nor outward fair, can make you live yourself in eyes of men. To give away yourself, keep yourself still, and you must live, drawn by your own sweet skill. 17. Who will believe my verse in time to come, if it were filled with your most high deserts, though yet, heaven knows, it is but as a tomb which hides your life and shows not half your parts. If I could write the beauty of your eyes, and in fresh numbers number all your graces, the age to come would say, this poet lies, such heavenly touches ne'er touched earthly faces. So should my papers, yellowed with their age, be scorned like old men of less truth than tongue, and your true rights be termed a poet's rage, and stretched metre of an antique song. But were some child of yours alive that time, you should live twice in it and in my rhyme. 18. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. Sometime too hot the eye of heaven shines, and often is his gold complexion dimmed, and every fair from fair sometime declines by chance or nature's changing course untrimmed. But thy eternal summer shall not fade, nor lose possession of that fair thou owest, nor shall death brag thou wanderest in his shade, when in eternal lines to time thou growest. So long as men can breathe, or eyes can see, so long lives this, and this gives light to thee. 19. Devouring time, blunt thou the lion's paws, and make the earth devour her own sweet brood. Pluck the keen teeth from the fierce tiger's jaws, and burn the long-lived phoenix in her blood. Make glad and sorry seasons as thou fleetst, and do whate'er thou wilt, swift-footed time, to the wide world and all her fading sweets. But I forbid thee one most heinous crime, O carve not with thy hours my love's fair brows, nor draw no line there with thine antique pen. Him in thy course untainted do allow for beauty's pattern to succeeding men. Yet do thy worst old time, despite thy wrong, my love shall in my verse ever live young. 20. A woman's face 
with nature's own hand painted hast thou the master mistress of my passion a woman's gentle heart but not acquainted with shifting change as is false woman's fashion an eye more bright than theirs less false in rolling gilding the object whereupon it gazeth a man in hue all hues in his controlling which steals men's eyes and women's souls amazeth and for a woman wert thou first created till nature as she wrought thee fell a-doting and by addition me of thee defeated by adding one thing to my purpose nothing but since she pricked thee out for women's pleasure mine be thy love and thy love's use their treasure end of section six